Hey, 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 everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about our format, the guests will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they use in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a simple email plugin that sits on top of your existing email client and delivers your emails in batches, at times pre-selected by you, hence minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You can find the link in the description below. Today, we have with us Ramli Chong. Ramli is the author of book Product-Led Onboarding, which talks in depth about how to onboard a new user, convert them into paying customers, and retain them as lifelong customers. With over 9,000 copies sold, Onboarding Book is already helping founders and builders around the globe their user onboarding game. If you're someone looking at effectively onboarding users and cutting down on churn, Rumley's book is a must read. Rumley, we are so glad to have you here. Can we have some opening words from you? Hey, Prashant, thank you so much for the invite. I really do appreciate it. Super excited to, to share about the stuff that I know. Absolutely. So let's dive straight into our format. That is the first question I have for you today is, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? Yeah, for sure. Three, well, I have two books and one uh, idea that I, I live by. I mean, the first one that I, the two books I read every year since I graduated from college. The first one is, people might probably familiar with it, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I really do believe that's a great way to not just build interpersonal relationships, which is at the heart of anything we do. Like if we, the closer we are, whether you're a developer, product manager, marketer, whether you're uh, a CEO, executive, low level, like it doesn't matter. It's at the end of the day, uh, it's all about building relationships. And growing up as a kid, I was taught to just just get the good grades, <laughs> just get the A plus. Uh, and I was a very introverted kid and success was defined by how good our grades were. But after college and, and school, I realized, well, it's not the ones with the highest grade that is the most successful. It's the ones that are able to build friends, uh, make friends and influence them in ways that can align everybody around a common goal and mission. And it's something that I've, I've been reading a lot every, yeah, like I said, every year, the second one. Is the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho? It's this fiction book, which is weird because it's it's well, they would think, oh, you gotta you should read nonfiction like a business and marketing book. What I really love about this is it, it speaks really to the desire that we're we are that we have a mission that, that there's something that that is calling to you to do something on on the earth. Whoever whoever is listening in right now. And there's this uh, main character, the boy, and he had this mission to to do something. And distractions come out of him where he's distracted by a pretty woman or he's distracted by money. And this just story about that no matter what gets in, you know, gets thrown out our way, we have to make sure to stay aligned to our mission and, and go at it because it does make an impact and difference. Uh, and something that I've been thinking a lot about, uh, even for me, I'm still 
figuring out what my mission is and, and and figuring that along the way. But I really do know that what I want is to make an impact in people. And that's what I define success as. The, the, uh, the last one, it's not a book, it's an idea that I've been thinking a lot about this as well, that one of the best career advice, like uh, personal growth advice I've gotten is to do the thing that triggers imposter syndrome in me the most. And the reason why is often we think imposter syndrome is bad. You know, just, oh, it's imposter syndrome. You have to overcome that. But the advice I got from one of my mentors was is exactly a great signal that you're doing something that is stretching you. And chasing that makes, makes you realize that when you're comfortable is when you become stagnant. And really, like, when whenever you feel stagnant, uh, whenever you feel like an imposter for me, the last six months, I've there have been quite a few times where I felt like an imposter. Where uh, I took on a new role at Podocled, working with West Bush as managing director, helping out scale their their business to to seven eight figures. Uh, I wrote a book, which I, once again, who am I to write a book? <laughs> so all of this stuff, like people don't talk about this, but uh, even the most successful people, there's a quote from Seth Godin. Like Seth Godin is the man when it comes. He's written like 14, 15, a lot of best-selling books. He's speaking to thousands, maybe even millions of people. And he wrote in his latest book, The Practice, that he feels like an imposter every day because he's doing something new to stretch himself. And he wrote, he said that in his book. And when I look at that, I was like, what the heck? Seth Godin feels like an imposter. And it really does speak to the idea that when we feel like an imposter, it's a good signal. It's a good signal that you're doing something that you're uncomfortable with. And it's 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 something that you're you overcome imposter by repetition, by practice, by a process, and really it's it's when you are in that in that zone of feeling like an imposter, it most likely is a place for you to get, to get the most growth in your in your career and person your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. So th- those are three amazing books and ideas that you just shared, and about the alch- alchemist, I read it about a couple of years back. And I didn't really get its meaning when I read it first time. But then I reread it this year and it had a lot of meaning this time. I got to relate that, okay, this is what is happening. Last time I just read it as a story. Okay, this man is on a mission, is going somewhere, he eventually got there. But this time I got the lessons from it better. And another book that you mentioned about winning friends and stuff. So that one has been recommended to me a lot of times, but I've never really gotten to read it. But now I do feel that I should given that that's really important because networking is a bad word. We really, what we need to do is building relationships and connecting, connecting with people and building friends. And I think that's how people actually progress in their career and not by networking. So yeah, and, and the last point that you mentioned most importantly, and that's something really important that you touched upon because I feel like an imposter every day of my life as well. And I'm sure so many of our listeners would just believe in the same thing that they are an imposter. But the way you said it, that you should, that's a good thing that you should, you should embrace it. You should not be like, okay, I don't need to feel like an imposter. I'm not in my right place. You should feel like, okay, this is challenging and this is good because I'm growing and growth is uncomfortable, right? So great. I'm glad that you mentioned it. And I hope it helps some of our listeners take a better look at imposter syndrome and how it's actually a good thing. Ramli, my next question to you is, who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? Yeah, the first one definitely is Seth Golden. I sent him an email last last year in September. I tried to get him on my podcast, Growth Marketing Today. I cold emailed him and I didn't expect a reply because Seth Golden is Seth Golden. <laughs> he is the man. He is, like I said, he wrote so many best-selling books. 
New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal bestseller. He replied back to me within 24 hours. And he said, um, thank you for the invite. Uh, so sorry, but I am swamped and best of luck. Just three sentences. And it just made me respect him more that he replied back. First of all, he, he said, thank you. I mean, he acknowledges that uh, that he that it's a privilege to be invited to podcast. Second, he 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 says sorry, I'm swamped. So he apologized. I'm like, you know, Seth, you don't have to apologize to me at all. And just it just speaks to his character and nature. Uh, and the third thing is, yeah, um, best of luck, Ramley. And he spelled my name name correctly. I mean, I'm sure maybe it's 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 one of his assistants who replied back, but it still made me feel like I'm real. But I think there's a sense of genuineness and realness to him and authenticity where we see a lot. I'm seeing a lot of um, people who are trying to build up their own persona and the persona they have in in public is different from what they have in private. And just just the way that he carries himself, not just his books is great. He's smart guy. He also is a very authentic guy. He's the kind of guy that I'd love to have a drink with and just chat uh, and become friends with. That's the first person. The second one is definitely April Dunford. She wrote the book, obviously awesome. And she is just wicked smart. Super, super funny. I've had her on my podcast as well. And she, she just has this uh, allure and this uh, a way to make you feel comfortable. I'm sure like now she's speaking, to, once again, speaking to thousands of people as well. And she's sold thousands with, with her book around product positioning and she's just she just makes you feel like when you talk to her like she makes you feel like she's one of your friends and i think that's that's just like speaks to her humbleness as well as her her incredible um <coughs> uh, her incredible intelligence as well so i mean those those are probably the two people that i really look up to and some people that um i i would admire to hope one day to be in their in their shoes cuz they're definitely a uh, hundred or a thousand steps ahead of me, whatever number of steps, but I definitely uh, aspire to be in in their position one day. Yeah, for sure. And I get that feeling too, when you, you know, aspire that, okay, one day I want to be at their place. Right. Uh, and it's great. And the two people that you mentioned are also somewhat my inspirations too, because both of them are somewhat related to marketing and me being a marketer uh, because uh, you know, the book obviously awesome is a great book for product marketing. And Sid Gordon is obviously called the, you know, the father of modern marketing. And also another thing that I personally took from Sid, uh, I would like to tell you about it, that uh, Sid has been write, writing every day for a very long time, right? He has been writing those short blogs every day on his blog. And I took inspiration from that, that, okay, let's try this out. And I started writing every day on my blog. And now I've, I've, I've done it for a thousand plus days. So I owe it to Seth to give me that inspiration to start writing every day. And now I've been doing it for a thousand plus days and the streak is 1,100 plus. So th that's, that's what you start become, that's what you become capable of doing when you look up at such good people. Uh, when you get inspired by them, you're able to take big shots and get somewhere amazing that you, yourself didn't imagine that you could get to, right? So that's great. Thank you for mentioning those two people. Moving on to my last question. What's the number one productivity trick that you find super helpful? Yeah, I think for me, the product, in terms of productivity, it's understanding. It's only the last six or uh, 12 months where I've really been 
uh, religiously tracking what what task gives me energy and what task takes away energy from me. So for example, uh, replying to emails. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I should, uh, it takes away energy or like being on spreadsheets or, and, and in, those, those things takes away energy in, in terms of what gives me energy are creative things that writing or uh, making music or uh, just thinking long-term and all of those stuff gives me energy. And I think in terms of productivity, people often think, well, what, how, how can you do more in less time? I think of it in another way. How can you do uh, more consistently over time? So thinking about it like a marathon, less than a sprint, because when you run like a sprinter for, you can't run, uh, sprinters don't run long-term. Like they don't, this is how they're built. They've trained their body to run quick bursts, you know, 10, 10 seconds for a hundred meter dash versus a, versus a marathon runner can, can run for hours, right? They even Ironman can run for days. <laughs> so this question is productivity to me is about consistency. Uh, and it's about finding the balance of, Hey, what are things that you're doing right now? That's that is taking away energy. And some of those things you need to do, like I need to reply to emails, but at the same time, balancing that out. I think that's, that's definitely one of them. And for the stuff that's giving me energy, I've actually started off my day and ended in my day with, with energy givers. So for example, the first two hours of my day, I spend focusing on creativity. So writing, anything that requires long-term thinking, anything. And then at the end of the night, I would, I would wrap it up by getting energy again because I know throughout the day I have to do stuff that, that takes away energy. I would listen to music or make some music, anything that involves creativity. So that's how that's one tip that I would have around productivity is find the balance between giving and taking energy from the tasks that you have and try to do a sandwich. Start off with getting energy and just get you going, get pumped for the day and then wrap it up with getting energy again. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call this productivity trick the sandwich. That's a really nice name that I give to it. So the bread on the top is the good stuff, the things that give you energy. And in the middle, you can do some things, random things that might suck your energy. But in the end, you're again ending with the bread, the good bread. That's again giving you energy. And also on the point where you mentioned the short-term and long-term thing, uh, there was in this thing was in news that someone asked Usain Bolt's manager that how long do you think Usain Bolt will take to run a mile? And the answer was that he has never tried running a mile. He already runs 100 meters, right? So that's very true. That Those are two different games, short-term and long-term. If you want to go for long-term, you have to play differently and see differently. And this approach that you just mentioned, the sandwich trick, will really help people take the long-term marathon race and win it. So thank you for sharing this. This was really insightful. Uh, lastly, I would like to ask you if our audience wants to reach out to you and follow your journey, what would, what would be the best way to do that? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Ramlijan LinkedIn as well, uh, Ramlijan there. And if they want to check out the book, it's at onboardingbook.com. They can get the first chapter for free. If they like it, they can purchase the book for what is that? Two, two to $5 just to get the Kindle version. So it's not a very expensive book. And yeah, just to help out more people improve their onboarding, which is a critical part of the customer journey. Absolutely. I'll make sure to put all those links that you just mentioned in the show notes of the episode so that our audience can easily access it by just a click of a button, right? So thank you so much for doing this with us, Ramli. I hope you enjoyed. 